Hello, everyone, and welcome out to episode 357. I know you are shocked like me. We've done 357 of these, but either way, welcome out. We have a guest here, and we'll get to him in a second. But first, please be sure to check out Packrat Comics. Visit our show notes for more information or check them out online at packratcomics.com. And if you want to throw some love our way and, well, support us in the process and get some also audiobooks, with over 200 titles to choose from. Audible is where it's at. You can sign up for a 30-day trial and a free audiobook of your choice by going to audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. That's audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. And then uh, Moose and Squirrel almost here as we finish editing the first half of the second season. Squirrel and Moose are on the loose in a brand new unauthorized adventure, which is our season two finale. Join Rocky the Flying Squirrel and Boinkle as they answer a distress call from their old foe, Boris Badenov. But is it a trap? Well, as Boris would say... If I could describe myself in one word, rule breaker. Uh, come see why. That <laughs> was like a weird narrator and boy. Go, come see in person why our show was the 2016 Audioverse Award winner for best writing of a fan slash adaptation production with proceeds from our show going to the Mid Ohio Food Bank. Enjoy Rocky, myself, and almost all of our pals in our latest ascendant and entropy, all done rather recklessly, possibly with a W. In our season finale, <laughs> we like to call. Terminal of Endearment, or a moose, a squirrel, and a snake on a plane. The show is being performed in front of a live studio audience at Saturday, November 18th. Doors open at 2.53 o'clock, and unofficially, let's just say if you like the original animated show, there might be something that happens to visually, visual aid of the, and if it was, it might be a visual aid of the great box top robbery. But doors open, or the show starts at around 3.30 at Mad Lab, located at 227 North 3rd Street, Columbus, Ohio, 43215. Tickets are $5, and I think pretty soon it will be available on the website to buy. Or you can show up in person and give one non-perishable food item. All proceeds go to the Mid-Ohio Food Bank. And listen to past episodes on iTunes over at gbgpresentspod.com. Charity? (laughs) What do you mean, charity? Well, actually, the whole show's charity. (laughs) That was bad. Uh, Well... Did you know that we're proud members of the It's All Been Done Presents Network? I'm going to commit to it. Well, speaking of the network, welcome to the Quarterly Book Club. Why quarterly? Because you're busy and books are long. IABD Presents invites you to a read-along every quarter with a running theme for each year. 2017's theme is thrillers. Let's write the Michael Jackson song. And book number four is Misery by Stephen King. No, you just can't watch the movie, and why would you? Okay. I would like to talk about the movie. Misery, because it's what we do here. Back to the ad. Where is it at? Uh, Dive into the original work with the master of the genre, Stephen King. To participate in the discussion, go to quarterlybookclub.com. Connect on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with hashtag QBC. It's all done anyway, so go to iabdpresents.com. And please support us at our programming at patreon.com forward slash iabd. And I'll throw this out there, too. If you see some rewards that are not there and you want to see, I know for a fact Jimmy's very, he wants to, because if you feel that way, someone else might feel like so. Post comments there, and he will try to get it done best he can. But no, I'm actually I'm like, I'm kind of intrigued by that. But also, my little snide comment was kind of like, why not talk about the movie? Because I feel a lot of people who didn't know of the book saw read the book because of the movie, which is a good. It is actually a good movie. Most, most people do. Actually, yeah, I'm kind of that way sometimes too. Um, I read Jurassic Park because of the movie, and now I'm like a huge Michael Crichton fan. But we have on the show, if you didn't know already. <laughs> Which I should have just said your name first, and then. You're there. But I like to, I like to switch it up here. Yeah. We have Shane Stefanczyk. It's right. What's that? I'm William sorry. William Guess. Let, let oh, guess. let him guess. Yeah. I was like William Guess. That's a new name. I don't know that one. <laughs> I was like, that's one really. Well, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie, Shane. My brain's not all there right now because we did not record no. anything before this. No. 
I have a feeling I'm going to get some names wrong. So, like, that's why it was a legitimate question when well, I said, William, guess, who as, is that? As long as you don't accidentally pass it to me at one point, then I think we'll be I fine. Think we'll, I think we'll be fine, yeah. too. I mean, you're usually on point, though. Usually. Usually on point. But you, I might get that one, you know, what are the odds? I don't know. What are the uh, You know what? You'll probably find out. But today we're going to talk about the amazingly awesome show, Gravity Falls. If you like to have thoughts on Gravity Falls, well, I would like you to have thoughts on Gravity yeah. Falls. I mean, if you would like to have your own, check it out on Hulu Streaming. You can get, I think, the few volumes on Amazon to buy. Plug the website, the mysteryofgravityfalls.com, if you want to get more into the codes and stuff. If you've not seen the show yet, though, I would say pull that website up, watch the show, yeah. and then per, and r- dig into the mystery of gravity. Literally, yeah. the mystery of Gravity yeah, Falls. We're going to spoil a lot, so, yeah. so definitely watch the show. I, I, I yeah. think... And it's not one of those shows like Lost where where it's yeah. like, oh, you spoiled this grand mystery. Like it, it you you would be spoiled. I would say the Six Finger Man mystery. We yeah. kind of talk about that, and that's in the very first episode. Right. There's I, a book, I, but so I don't I don't know that it wouldn't be the worst thing. To, yeah. To hear, but I I would say watch the show. First. I agree. Yeah, and if you're one of those devil may care, and you're maybe sometimes you don't mind spoilers. Then, then stick around. You're going to be. Yeah. It's a great show, and, if, and just like the people who have seen it, and I want to hear what what we think about it. But again, that's Gravity Falls, starring Jason Ritter, Kristen Shaw, and Alex Hirsch. And uh, we'll 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 stop there because then rest is spoilers. Yeah. But uh, uh, we'll hear Shane and I talk about the show, and also in the show notes, be sure to check out Shane's Static Copy Island uh, and their new short Unknown Number, which will. Which we'll post there as well, and if you have any thoughts or comments on comments, as I also now like to call it, because it's actually a comment and a question. Yep, yep. People do that now. Email us at goodbadgeeky at gmail or Twitter us at goodbadgeeky or oh, I don't know why you would do it, but in case that's your jam, Instagram mm-hmm. at goodbadgeeky. Yeah. You see a theme here, Shane. It's all about branding. Mm. And I before people knew about branding, I had all you of them just it. good bad geeky. That's. Brilliant. It is. Uh, and and even my Snapchat, Good Bag Geeky, I don't ever, I actually use it to see what everyone else is doing. <laughs> and, or I use it for the filters and then I post it on Snapchat, mm-hmm. or I mean Instagram. I mean, hello. Welcome out to the show. Episode 357, it's Gravity Falls. On the, the, yeah, definitely, I was trying to do Seuss. I'm sorry, that was bad. It, we, here's Gravity Falls. <laughs> Okay, as you heard in the intro, which yeah. we've not, re- which we've, which we've totally recorded Absolutely. already. Of course, uh, we have Shane Stefanchek, who you might know him as in our Ghostbuster episode, Ooh. our Ducktales episode, and the Red Roo series episode. I feel like you were in one more, but probably, probably but we've done so many other things together. Right? It's yeah. confusing. <laughs> All the lines blur. But uh, yes, yeah, today we're going to talk about a show he's told me about a million times, and I've didn't listen to him well it's i didn't listen to you it's just time oh it's partly time and and you there were two advocates so we're talking about gravity falls as you heard in the intro and you and my cousin were advocates for this show and mike 
I don't like new animations sometimes. I get a little bit like get off my lawn. Right, I feel, right. I, I'm, I, I've like SpongeBob SquarePants. I did not like that show, Wander Over Yonder. I've actually watched them and they're like, damn it, these are actually kind of good. And so now I'm a little bit more like, let's give things a chance, yes. guy. And Gravity Falls was like, I don't like the animation style. It bugs me. From, from the preview, uh, I didn't start watching it till about halfway through, well, close to the end of the first season. Yeah. Um, and then I caught up. And I don't remember why or what made me start watching it. Yeah. It might have just been one of those things I found online or I saw a clip. It might have just been the cast, too. They do have an amazing cast. Yeah, I mean, it's ma- mainly, you know, Jason Ritter and uh, uh, Kristen Shaw. Yes, yeah. And Dipper and Mabel, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're fantastic. I liked Jason Ritter the first time I saw him in Parenthood was the first thing I saw. Oh, him. did you really? Yeah. I, I love him. Well, okay, I like him in everything. Mm-hmm. He did a movie with, I think it was the girl, well, now ex-wife of Joshua Jackson. Okay. It, I, think it's a, I think it's on Netflix, but it's a movie where... It's a, I think it's called Good Stuff or Good yeah. Things, but pretty much he plays a video store clerk, mm-hmm. and the only time this girl, she's a shut-in, she ever goes out is she rents movies, but she only rents porn. Mm. And she doesn't watch to get off, she just watches it to watch it. Interesting. And so he starts suggesting movies, but he genuinely likes her, yeah. and it's one of those kind of things, and they fall in love, but he might have a dark secret, but she also Ooh. has a secret too. Yeah, 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 it's one of those. Uh, it's still good, but I've kind of seen everything through that because of Parenthood. Right. And then he left to do, I think, that really bad sci-fi show, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is not his fault. He Again, he's good in it. Right, yeah. He's, yeah. he's fantastic, um, both but, as a voice actor and a live actor, which... You those, don't expect that from those yeah. Those are not people. Uh, a lot of people don't think about that, but mm-hmm. it's, you really you can't just plop a movie actor into a, a voice acting role because it's, it's very true. It, they tend to emote differently. Mm-hmm. And, it's all with your voice. You're right. acting still. Yes, yes, you're still acting. So there's there is a mm. baseline, there, right? But it's it's, it's not just you getting to that. walk in your in your jammies and right, right. and fucking perform, which a lot of people feel that way. Oh yeah, and well, I can I can read. Well, yeah, you can read, but can you act read? It's, yeah, it's... and then can you do a silly voice while doing it? Right. Sean Astin does the voice of Raphael, and he's actually doing more voiceover stuff now. Mm-hmm. But when he walked in for Raphael, they, I think he even said in an interview, he's like, uh, on Rob Paulson's podcast, he's like, you really have no idea how much this is a huge thing for me is because I've learned so much how to voice act mm-hmm. because I was just coming in doing Sean Astin. Yeah. And because that's what I did when my dad did the Adams Family '90s cartoon, I was like, I did a walk on role, and I was with Rob Paulson. Yeah. And and you know, it's like, oh, you're a cute, ki- you're that cute kid who's in Rudy, right. and your your dad Sean Aston, <laughs> and so or John Aston. It's a little confusing. It rhymes. John yeah, John 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 Sean. That sounds like a rapper. No, that's Sean Paul. Shake that thing, yeah. Sorry, I got on a weird tangent, but he, but he, he's like, I have to actually do something different with my voice, and it, it, people have no concept of that. Yeah. And he's like, and now I know how to voice act versus act act, and it's not whatever. I, and he's like, I'm kind of with everybody else now. It's just like you can't, like, I get why they get mad when Brad Pitt's get cast into a DreamWorks movie <laughs> right. when like there's like all these other amazingly talented people. They can't. It's hard to do, but he does a good job of it. Like he does, he does, and Kristen Shaw's really good too. And, he, and even though Kristen Shaw, her trademark is her voice. Yeah, it's a trademark, <laughs> it's, it's a trademark voice, but, but she's so good. Yeah, if you listen to... So if you're not familiar with Kristen Shaw, anyone who's listening... That's true. Um, she also... Well, one of her first big things was on Flight of the Concords, which was a live action. I See, I need to go back and watch that. That's a good one. I, and I, because now I've seen a lot of some like clips. It's oh, hysterical. Yeah. Well, and especially now, because you know who those actors are. Like, you oh, know yeah. You know who Jermaine Clement is. You know who, you know... 
Uh, what's Brit? Brit yeah, I, I see. I, I don't remember his last name. Right. I just know he like writes a lot of music outside of flight, right. and then he performs too. But he's mostly mm-hmm. producing, directing, and writing. Yeah, for um, movies. And, uh, and uh, the actor who plays Murray from Flight of the Concords. Oh yeah, he, I, I, he, I saw him recently, and he's been, uh, he's been making the rounds. He's been in a couple movies. Uh, Netflix and, um, TV show with the children book. Uh, series of unfortunate events. He plays ah, the yes. possibly gay, you're not really sure servant of um, uh, the Miami Vice guy. Right. Wow, so many failed actor names right there, and not not failed actor like yeah. I am failing horribly. <laughs> so you should be drunk by now, yeah, because of the, of the drinking game. Yeah, sorry, but no, yeah. So she started off in that, and then one of the other big things that she has right now is she is Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers. Yes. And Last Man on Earth. Which is fantastic. It really is. It's one of those shows, although I have to admit, I enjoy it while I'm watching it, but actually the last two seasons were not bad, but the first four seasons, I would say, of The American Office is, I don't like cringeworthy. I I mean, enjoy it, but I don't. And so, like, Michael Scott is, like, there are a few times where we'll forte, and I, they didn't, they finally had an episode this season where it got really cringeworthy, and literally it's me just, you can't see it, but I'm looking up, and I'm hearing it, and I'm laughing, but I can't watch it. Right. It takes me a few, like, I think it took four episodes, four times to watch the Christmas episode of Michael Scott getting the iPod Mm. before I could actually watch it, because it's just so... You yes. just feel so bad for Phyllis. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm not there yet with Man on Earth, but I love it. She's so good. She really is. Yeah. And, and like, yes, her trademark is her voice. But if you listen to, if you were to listen to a clip of her as Mabel, her as uh, the Belcher. Yeah. And her as her character from Last Man, Man on Earth, Earth. They are different enough. That oh, yeah, there's, they're, they're subtle, but they're there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there is an actual performance going on. Right, and, yeah. that's, and that's, there's, it's subtlety. So, yes, you might be able to recognize that, oh, yeah, that's Jason Ritter. But it's if you just heard him in an interview, you know, it, it's different enough. I'm not going to lie. When I remember when I saw the clip and I made my very snap, I'm an old man and I don't <laughs> like it. I was like, I don't know who that voice actor is, but I don't like him. <laughs> and then I, but I had no idea it was Jason Ritter. Yep. And I was just like, I don't, you know, like young right. kids and their puppy, you yeah. know, like Greg Kripes. I, mm-hmm. You know who Greg Kripes is? He, yeah, he does Beast Boy and he's Michelangelo in the New Turtles. Oh, okay. But he has also a very, very distinctive voice, dude. But that's, I think that's his voice for everything. Yeah. And, but that's his trademark. He makes a lot of money doing that. Mm-hmm. But I, well, it's like, yeah. um, you know, John H. Benjamin, I mean, you know his voice. It's Archer, oh, and it's Bob oh. from Bob's Burgers. And you, for Deep Cut, well, now it's Deep Cut, Dr. Katz. Yes. Uh, home love, movies. Home, oh, yeah. Coach he, McGurk. You, I love Coach McGurk, yes. dude. Not a lot of you people know, love Coach McGurk. You know his voice. You know it. it it's, it's really not that different between series. There's a subtle difference between Archer and Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah. Not really. There are very subtle there. I think, like, Bob's Burgers, I mean, he just straight up goes for his natural voice, kind of like he did in Dr. Katz. But McGurk, there is a bit of a difference on how he... Well, it's actually much more how he performs it. Yeah. Not in terms of just uh, speaking... The, well, okay, well, duh. Well, but, like, pronunciation, not pronunciation, sure. but diction a yeah. little bit. He, he's got... Actually, I watched an episode of Family Guy today, in fact, and mm-hmm. he had a... Because he, he kind of guest stars as that one character, that sort of, sort of stoner character. And uh, he got up on... It was like a stand-up act he got up and he was like all right this is my impression of uh the guy from bob from bob's burgers hi i'm bob from bob's burgers and now i'm gonna do archer hi i'm archer from the show archer 
and like literally <laughs> the exact same lines, and that was sort of the joke. But yeah, which I mean, and let's be clear, there. Well, now if he would have actually busted out a real voice, a real voice yeah. then he would have been Andy Kaufman, <laughs> yes. which that's another little bit of a deep cut for our audience members, probably. <laughs> well, that's a big thing right now too because they're releasing that documentary which on that, which looks I am too. Nobody, I feel like Andy. Well, I do you think? Okay, random side. Do you think Andy Kaufman's still alive? Him, I, I don't know. He, <laughs> See, this is, is always the yeah. He could have been. And then he did actually pass maybe, away. Yeah. Same, same with like Elvis. You know, like maybe he could have still been alive. By now, I feel like he's probably passed. But that's true. I mean, well, supposedly it was, he would have revealed himself. I think like within the last five years, when that Zamuna's last book came out, because mm. they, they even said he's going to come out soon, and then mm. nothing happened. Yeah. Just the book came out, and and I get to someone said Sam Simon, who sadly passed away, but he's done Simpsons and Taxi, and he's like, look. All that crap is made. Like, he always told us what he was doing. He was always professional on the set. But he would always tell us if he was going to act out, mm-hmm. he would say, hey, be ready tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to probably. So, there, so and he's like, Zamuda has an invested interest in keeping Andy alive. Right. And, I, and I get that. And also, but, but here's the thing, though. It is kind of cool because if he is still alive and he's just watching us all go down, he is laughing it oh, up, yeah. probably. Oh, yeah. That jerk. <laughs> but also, it's just so hard to fake your death. Actually, no, not anymore. With Trump, it's fake news everywhere. So he could come out tomorrow and everyone would be like, hashtag fake news and just yeah, keep going. Exactly. It's just another thing to block us from the horrible things that are happening right now. One thing you can focus on <laughs> yes. is watching Gravity Falls on Hulu because... <laughs> wait, wait a circle on back. <laughs> I should just have you in the background. Like, if, the, if I was I'm Howard Stern, machine, you're yeah. the segue machine. It's like... And that relates to our, our our sacred Lord Gravity Falls and Bill Cipher because Nick, oh yeah, Gravity Falls. <laughs> Excellent. Actually, for those who are listening, I think it was the last episode. Uh, Shane is our time hawk in the RPG yes. episode, That's which right. uh, which was really. You don't want to be so boring to just be like, oh, you guys go two minutes. That's true. Well, I, I didn't know what Seamus was going to do in response to that because that's the thing is technically I'm I'm driving, but I'm not driving. Mm-hmm. I'm really just keeping Nathan on track. <laughs> right. But uh, I didn't know what Seamus was going to do. I just, yeah, because Seamus was like, I'm fine with that. Let's, mm-hmm. yeah, Shane's time hawk. And then he's like, oh, yeah, and you've heard the bird of the hour <laughs> tell you. And I was like, what? so great anyway grab and that relates to bill cypher in that he too can float and fly like a bird like a time hawk okay well so that's the other thing too is i don't think a lot so for those who don't know what gravity falls is which if you're listening to this spoilers abound but the show is about these two twins how far apart are they it's like a few minutes yeah yeah but they're not exact like twins but they're yeah a few minutes apart though but they are they go to see their Grunkle Stan, who... Stands for, it's a shortening of great uncle. uncle that's grunkle. true. Grunkle, yes. And he lives in Oregon, in Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. in a place called the Mystery Shack. And it's every horrible tourist trap you've ever heard or been to. And he's a con man, but yeah. he's like a... But he's a pro. Like, right. he's... Everyone knows it. He's a shuckster. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of... Everyone's okay with it. And he... I, he and people... He gets money off of it. He's the, doing a good job. town has a wacky cast of characters. They are. They... Uh, yeah. They're very unique. It's almost like the Bob Newhart show. Yeah. Like, everyone has a very distinct character. And they all know each other. Mm-hmm. And all this and that. And when Dipper and Mabel get there, they start noticing really weird stuff. And then they also find this journal. Right. Dipper, in the in the first episode, yeah. he finds this, this book, this journal, and it's got a six, six-fingered six mm-hmm. hand on the top. And, and it says three? Three. Yes. And it, so he's sort of like, ooh, what's this? And he realizes that it's telling about all the weird stuff in Gravity Falls and how, you know, the stuff that 
you know, in the first couple days that they're there, he starts to think, oh, this seems strange, and turns out he finds this book, and he's right. It is it is strange. Oh, yeah, uh, which is just so... Yeah, now, I will say this, too. So you and my cousin were, were telling me about the show, and I was like, yeah, sure, I kind of already saw an episode, and I didn't love it. In fact, iTunes gave me the pilot. They gave every... It was one of yeah. their free downloads yeah. back when they did that, mm-hmm. and they were cool. So the sh- your shine's wearing off, Apple. But I watched that, and that's when I was like, eh, I don't know. And then my cousin was like, and you were telling me about it, and finally, I, I saw it was on Hulu, and I watched it. And over a year, I think I watched three episodes. Mm-hmm. And part of it was time, but also I wasn't getting into it. Right. And then I think it was like a month or two ago, I had some extra time, and I watched. I I kind of was forcing myself through it. It was okay. Then I got up to the Duplicate Dipper episode, the mm-hmm. the copy of Dippers, and I don't know why, but that it made me laugh so hard. And then I went back and started over again. And then I just finished it within like a week and a half. Yep. So good. And it's yeah. aggravating. It's oh, yeah. aggravating how good it is. <laughs> well, and that's, and that's the thing. Like it's so, it, it builds very quickly. In fact, like, yes. so I've been, I, I re- recently rewatched the first three episodes because our friend Kristen yes. started to watch it. And so even as early as the first episode, I was noticing certain things like the window in Dipper and Mabel's room is a giant triangle. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it, I love it when it's very obvious upon a second watch that they plan stuff oh yeah. throughout the whole... Well, uh, I mean, in the very first episode, the title card, if you freeze frame it, Bill Cipher's there mm-hmm. with the circle. Oh yeah. And so you're like, okay, wow. I mean, these guys have really gone out. And now, I will say there are little continuity things, but it's like small little things here and there. Like, at one point, they're holding the book. The next part, they're not holding the book. And But little stuff like that. And I really do think that it's not disruptive of the flow of the show. Mm-hmm. And if you get a nerd like me, you're going to be like... Dear, dear internet, <laughs> right. I don't like how Uncle Stan was holding the book and then he wasn't, but then he was in the next shot. Yeah, right. it's little stuff like that, but I mean, and also the other thing which I really love too is cryptology. Oh, that show this is, is a treasure trove. Now, yes. obviously, well, now that it's all solved and everything, it's a little less exciting but yes you can still start from scratch if you watch if you're if you're ballsy yeah um see i i watched all of it and then i went on, online and looked mm-hmm. into it a little bit and, I, and there's a website called the i think it's the mystery of gravity falls.com and i think it's put out by alex hirsch yeah. with permission by disney but it gives you a generator that you can create your own codes mm-hmm. crack the codes of the show and many more and it guys it's really intensive it's oh, yeah. crazy like so so the show ran was it, Two seasons, Two seasons for 20 episodes per season. Yeah. I, it was a little weird because the way that Disney released the episodes. They, it, it released, it was like, over like four years. Something like that. Which I, that drives so, me nuts. So, Nickelodeon does that shit too. It, yeah. Mm. So two seasons, but, so it, it's not that long, but yeah, watching it, trying to watch it when it was actually airing. But yeah. at, at the end of every episode, during the credits, at the very end of the credits, there's this cipher that gets posted. And, you know, at, at first, I think a lot of people didn't really catch it or didn't really notice. Mm-hmm. Then when they did, they... It was this whole thing of trying to figure out what it meant, and each one was a little clue to the next one. And to the next episode, or it's talking about something worse coming down the turn, or sometimes it's a joke. Right. Or, but I know one of them was uh, what? What are the two types? The main two types they use in the first season. It's uh, I can't remember what, but I remember one. It says next week. Mister Da 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 or Da 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 will have a, a substitute teacher. Yeah. Uh, please welcome Mister Aztec or whatever the name right. of the the name of the cryptology type is. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, oh, I need to use that to crack next week's right, code. The, and it wasn't it wasn't always the same one. No, it wasn't. Right. And then I think 
beginning of season two, they started doing the numbers ones where it's pure numbers. Yeah. And that's a little bit more challenging. And then midway through that, when Bill Cipher, it became very apparent that they're going towards the Bill Cipher being the big, well, I mean, he is the big bad, but like really right. the big bad. Right. They started busting out like where you need a, a 25 character code mm-hmm. to crack the code at the end. Yeah. And that's when it's like G-mini Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think, I, I don't, I think in the first episode to get it started, and I don't know if it's every episode, but in the, in the first episode anyway, to get it started, if you listen to the theme song backwards, it, mm. you can hear him say something like, like a little hints to get you started, like. Oh, so, so I didn't know that. For the first, yeah, for the first. Oh, you mean like where it does the? It sounds like oh, you mean right at the end of the clip where it goes, bing, like that part. So, no, it's just like a. Because it does sound like someone's talking backwards a little bit. Yeah, um, it's like I didn't know in that the, in the yeah in the theme song right at the very end of the theme song it's a. Yeah, it's like yeah. A whisper and a, and That's where they show the theme song, and they show like multiple images, and mm-hmm. one of them is Bill Cipher, yeah. and then it just. And if you play it, but if you, if you play it backwards, it's like I didn't know that. Like, something along the lines of like switch hands. Well, to, to, yeah, it's like, uh, start this whole that's, thing. And like I'm bummed that I missed out on that part of it because that. Well, right, because it really is. It's immersive experience that you're getting with other fans online. It's a lot of fun, yeah. you know, and. I really love that, and I would think I was telling you, I was like, we do It's All Been a Radio Hour, and I was like, I want to know how we can figure out a way to do that with It's All Been Done. Right. And I know it's a l- really hard because we're like a few, more than a few months out than when I go posted, but I just think that would be so freaking cool. Could, and th- it, th- I mean, that'd be really a lot of fun to do something like that. It could be, that could be something that could easily be put in the, the goofus sketch, probably. Probably. Not easily, but yeah. just, it would fit. Especially with Merlin's codes mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but... Oh, my friend, I've, I've thought about that. But yeah, but so it's about these two, and it's really about starving off the coming of Bill Cipher. Right. And how he wants to bring weird Mageddon, which is, it's Armageddon, but he just makes shit really weird. Oh, yeah. in, in the process, killing people, technically, yeah. turning them into statues. One of the more horrific ones was Pacifica Northwest's father, played wonderfully by Nathan Fillion, mm-hmm. puts all, he switches his, uh, his holes around, so like his eyes and his mouth, but his mouth, I mean, it's terrifying yeah. when you see it. And it, I mean... It it's and it happens really quick and and there's a part of you that's laughing but you're just right. like oh Jesus this yeah. is terrifying <laughs> shit so yeah so yeah he likes to get things really weird and, and he doesn't he he shows up in the first season but he's it's almost like a one off yeah so you don't kind really of. you don't really think too much of it other than like oh okay there's this like villain like he's he's, yeah. he's bigger than anyone any of the like I wouldn't call it case of the week because there is a little bit of an overarching story in almost every episode. Oh yeah, no, there is. It, um, it's it's hard to see at first. Mm-hmm. Um, until I would say honestly, until you get to the point Bill Cipher shows up, and then you're like, oh, there's something going on here. Because mm-hmm. really, the mystery in every episode is who wrote the book. Right. And then it's really more about why does it say not to call Bill Cipher? Mm-hmm. Bill gets called, and then it kind of ends with. Uh, and then the other overarching arc is Gideon. Right, yeah, little Gideon. Little Gideon. <laughs> well, isn't that special? <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I, oh, I love Grunkle Stan. I hate him. Yeah, little stuff like that. Yeah. Which is such a weird little character. Oh yeah, the vo- oh, so many of the voices are fantastic, and and some of them are a little car- well cartoony. It's a cartoon. But yeah, some, some like Zeus. Little, like yeah, him. One of my favorites that I'm. I totally want to lift from from the show is the uh, the little reporter guy. Oh, 
Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's Alex Hirsch, the creator oh, too. He does, he does so, so many. many. He does Grunkle Stan. He does Grunkle Stan. He does he Bill does Cipher. Seuss. He does Bill Cipher, and those are all pretty like different points. Uh, here's just a so <laughs> in comparison, Chris, uh, Kristen Shaw, Mabel Pines. Yeah, that, that yeah. Jason Ritter, Dipper Pines, additional voices, clones, Tyrone. Okay. Oh, well, Tyrone is the other clone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I thought was funny. He's like, you know, I always wanted to be a Tyrone. <laughs> uh, Alex Hirsch. All right, ready for this? Buckle in, everyone. Oh, yeah. Grunkle Stan. Seuss. Additional voices. Old Man McGucket. Bill Cipher. Jeff the Gnome. Mayor Befuddlefumper. Nate. Several times. Digicod. Gnomes. Jimmy. Lasertag. Announcer. Mayor. And I'm sure it goes on. That's just as much uh, that's as just, yeah. shows right now. I mean, there's so many wonderful voices in there. Uh, Jennifer Coolidge plays Lazy Susan, yeah. which that. Oh, and do you like? Uh, do you know Will Forte's in there? He's I, he's the he's the guy who plays the mayor. He's like, get him, I'll go get him. He's that guy. And I'm, I'm like, well, no, that does sound like Will Forte. Linda Carlini is Wendy. Yes. T.J. Miller is Robbie, right, which, yeah. you know, and here's the thing that makes me sad, because if he won't do Silicon Valley anymore, if they ever do any more, oh, yeah. would he come, would he, is, is, is he slumming it at that point? No. Come on, T.J. Miller. John D- DiMaggio is... Wendy's dad. He's, he's a bunch. He's Manly Dan. He's Cowboy Skeleton Guy, Dad on the Pier, Harry Claymore. Oh, he's, yeah. He's a bunch. He's a bunch uh, so. Kevin Michael Richardson is Sheriff Blubs, and a, I know he does a lot of, like, the side or one-off characters. Alfred Molina is the multi-headed bear. Yep. Which, that cracks me up. Matter of fact, okay, so I think that's how they got him to do Rick and Morty, because Justin Rowland is good friends with Alex Hirsch. Um, he, he does Blendin' and Blandin' and the, uh, the time... Yes, future. yes, and that is actually a huge... Matter of fact, that was my biggest thing, is if you watch that episode and watch the few episodes before it, He's in a lot of those episodes in the background yeah. doing... You can't see Dipper and Mabel, mm-hmm. but like when they're watching... I think it's the first episode where the, the gnomes show up. Mm-hmm. You see Blennon's head pop up and look around and looking for the kids yeah. from that episode. Yeah. You can't see them run, though. And I'm just like, it's been there the whole time! Right? But yeah, it's you so... This whole thing. Right. It, it, it's, honestly, it's as in-depth as Futurama, the mm-hmm. first few seasons, where... It was very clear they set up the fry thing. Yeah. And I feel, and I'm just like, that's good storytelling when they pay that off. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, so uh, Justin Roiland and Alex Hirsch, they're good friends. Yes. Uh, they worked on some show together. I forget the name of it. I think it's Fish Buddies or that's something. That's what it was, exactly. I, it's Fish something or other. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And they had, I was reading this, they said to each other, like, man, if we ever get our own shows, respectively, like, we're going to do some childish shit. And, and, and like, with each other, like, just, oh, like, yeah. n- not mess with the fans, but sort of just, like, give them little treats. For instance, I think at this point a lot of people are aware of, in the first episode of Rick and Morty, uh, when Rick is opening all the portals along the cliffside, uh, he opens one portal and three objects fly out. Well, it's actually the total recall. Or not recall, it's the total Rick, it's worth all the Ricks. When the Ricks are chasing after him, yeah. he opens a bunch of portals mm-hmm. up. And when he, yeah, so they go to the land of the dodos, yeah. and they come up, and it's like right before all the evil Ricks show up to, to come after him, mm-hmm. you see what flies through the portal in season two with Un- Grunkle Stan, which is yeah. it's a mystery mystery shack cup, mm-hmm. a pen, and a mystery a shack notebook. pen and a notebook. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so at first, at first, because Rick and Morty aired first, and, yeah, and it's just sort of like you know, okay, those are random. They kind of look familiar, but it's probably just an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. You know, just like, oh, hey, my friend has a show, I'll give him a little nod. But then then the internet 
just exploded as it should when in gravity falls a portal was opened and he threw those exact three items into the portal portal. it's such a good show and there's they've they've explained like it this that that doesn't mean the universes are connected it's just it was just a little easter egg but this last season there was another thing it's like a stan what's what's their last name stan stan pines there is a in one of Morty's Morty's mind blower episode. Mm-hmm. One of the memories says uh, Stan P, <laughs> and it was like right in the forefront, yeah. so you could see it. And I was just like, and 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 Roland was just like, I don't know, man. What do you think? I was just like, yes, <laughs> but he might be being a dick at that right, point. Right. But but still, it's just like it's very clear that yeah. that probably is. Yeah. I mean, the, but yeah, uh, he. I don't know what show, but he is also Bill Cipher showed up in one of the background images a few times, like on computer screens and mm-hmm. stuff like that. When they were scanning one of the people in the uh, the marriage one with uh, Jim Rash, yeah. one of the computers at Bethan, right before Bethan uh, Jerry get hooked up, oh, right. the, the other yeah. computer is reading Bill Cipher right there, yeah. and I'm like, that's terrifying. <laughs> right. Oh God! But but yeah. So and, and I would say this is the other thing about the show too is that and we've kind of said that Bill Cipher's a bad guy, and that's not. I mean, it's kind of a spoiler, but not really. Mm-hmm. The bigger spoiler though is that twins is what the sh- family and twins is what the show is all about. Right. The six fingered man is actually uncle stan's brother right. what's his name C- sorry i thought ford. you said ford and but technically well th- that's the thing i was a little confused on is that stan took ford's name because what that was oh. my only minor little story complaint which is that he's like well yeah ford went nuts yeah supposedly so stanford pines Stanford, that's what that's what it was. Yeah, and so yeah, Stanford Pines, played by the lovable J.K. Simmons. Uh, which yes. Another great right. actor. Yeah. Which again you're not expecting. Mm-hmm. But really, he's the one that wrote all the journals, and there's three of them. Yes. And if you put them all together, it shows you how to build a portal to bring about Weird Again, aka you bring Bill Cipher into our world, which mm-hmm. at the time he thought was a good idea because he thought, oh, this is a good thing, and then you're like, oh no, Bill tricked me. Mm-hmm. And it's going to bring this horrible thing through. So I got to stop it. And and it's really a beautiful story about redemption and and family. Yeah. And and all, I mean family on multiple fronts because like any siblings do, there's that weird thing where even for twins, it's like you're getting taller than me. Right. But I'm the alpha twin technically, which that's a real thing. Kind of, which I didn't know about twins. Yeah. There is an alpha and whatever, but that's a real thing. Well, and Dipper and Mabel are loosely based on Alex Hirsch and, and his, his sister. Own sister. Right. He's a twin. And they did go to, their parents sent them to stay like over the summer with mm-hmm. random family members at cabins and stuff. Right. And specifically, I think they went to, it, Gravity Falls was inspired, I think, by a place called Boring, Oregon. Yes. Which is, their their motto is, the most interesting place in Oregon, or something like that. Boring. Boring, Oregon. Yeah. So. But, but, and that's what's really cool, though, too. It's about that. It's about, oh, well, yeah, for, in terms of wish fulfillment, she mm. uh, loved pigs, and she wanted a pet pig when she was growing up. So yeah. Alex is like, sister, I'm giving your character a pig in the show. <laughs> Waddles the pig. Yes. Which is, he's he's a good character, too. Yeah. Actually, that's the time travel episode. Yeah. That they introduce him because, and that was something interesting, too, that I didn't remember till the end of it, which, and that plays in huge into the finale, which is Dipper always takes the sword for his sister Mabel because he just loves her so much. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that the same, which ties into Stanford and Ford because they do the, you know, Ford was being the smarter one, was always doing that, watching out for his young, little, right. that's what I'm saying. It's very thematic. Yeah. It all ties in together really well. And uh, it ends on kind of a bummer. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, a happy bummer, but I don't know, man. Uh, they left it very much open, but yes, uh, it's so good. That's the only thing is I really can't, it just aggravates me because creatively, I want to do something that awesome. Right. Because I was like, man. Well, and, and the thing is, they ended it in such a way that, yeah, they could do more. Oh, yeah. I really want them to. But on the other hand, I also just like it for what it is. And I just, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't want more in a way. I do. It's like because, Futurama. Right. You want more. And then when you get it, you're like, I love this. There are some problems. Mm -hmm. But do we need more? Mm -hmm. And then you give them more. And you're like, yeah, we just want more Futurama. It's the same yeah. thing. It would be the same thing here with Gravity Falls. Like, yeah. it should. it's probably good words. It, it, I'm surprised, too, is that they actually told Disney, this is it. Mm -hmm. We're done. And it's not the other way around. Like Disney apparently won at least one more season from them, right. and and Alex was like, I know creatively, I think I think we're good, and which that is, that's rare. Is, that is, I I so respect that because when you have a show planned out that well and everything is just you have a clear ending for the most part, mm -hmm. then like yeah. that is. Yeah, I mean, you're not just chasing money at that point. Because, sure, I'm sure, exactly. they would have, I'm sure they would have paid him more money. I'm sure they could have given him a bigger budget for, for like, more animation. Like, they probably would have upped the season. Well, the, I know they gave him more money for the finale, for Weird Armageddon. Right. Like, that, they, yeah, they yeah. they did do, they go out of his way for the guy, yeah. so. But, you know, and he stuck to his guns and he decided, like, nope, this is it. This is the story that I want to tell. Which is, it's, and, it's very refreshing. Right. That someone could do that because, like Lost, mm -hmm. like look, I enjoy Lost. I I'm the one of the few people that stick up for the that fucking show. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it, they didn't really know where they were going till season three, and even then, I think that they have this horrible problem of we have so many episodes a season, mm -hmm. and I think they, well, here's this is a small critique on Lost. I think they realize we're not going to end it the way people want to. And, and again, bully for you. Mm -hmm. But I think they're just like, we're going to make it about the characters and not the mysteries. Right. And I think those last few seasons were really about that. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, no, you just kept giving us more mysteries in the process, yeah. you pieces of shit. Uh, Supernatural, <laughs> same thing. They had the creator, Eric Kripke, had a very clear five-season arc. Mm -hmm. And five seasons, and he tied it up exactly how he wanted to and then he was like well that was it i'm i'm walking i'm stepping away from the show because i told the story i wanted to tell and then c you know cw was like oh we want more and so the next showrunner was like uh i don't know what to do so that's why there is a is it ben england the showrunner or was he the showrunner he was a sh i think he was a showrunner at one point he might have been just the one of the one of the head writers that's not yeah the thing with supernatural is there are there's there's a clear dip in Season six is not a great season. I think that's generally agreed upon. Yeah. Um, but I would say some of the later seasons, like, I think I really liked eight. They introduced a, a new, some new lore in mm -hmm. the show that I really enjoyed personally. Season, like, ten was good. Season Are they still, like, 20-episode seasons still? Or? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. See, and that's the thing, too. That stuff's hard. Mm -hmm. You know, because I would say different than animation is that, yeah, it takes longer to do animation, but... The way Nickelodeon and Disney now do these shows is for one season usually. Mm -hmm. Like, honestly, I don't think they're doing... Well, they're kind of fucking up with DuckTales a little bit, <laughs> continuity-wise, because they're airing it out of order. Which, I, which never, never makes sense to me. Because well, gotta, my only complaint has been there's no Scrooge or Donald. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, guys, we didn't mean this to happen this way. We actually had everything paced out where there's one episode. We gave me maybe too much Scrooge. So then there's one episode, there's no Scrooge. It's all about the kids. Yeah. And I'm just like... 
And yeah, because this last two episodes, they answered my one complaint. I was like, where's Scrooge and Donald at? And now it's been Scrooge, 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 which is, um, yeah. But again, it's not horrible, but they usually, I know Nickelodeon is horrible at this. They do it with Star Wars Rebels too. And I think they do it so they can get more money. They break them, the season up into volumes and they break up. Yeah, so technically, I think Gravity Falls has four or five volumes you can buy on Amazon. Yeah. Even though it's technically only two seasons. Like Hulu, if you watch it, it's just two seasons, 20 episodes a piece. Right. Live action, though, they don't do that. They or they they could, right. but usually they just go, it's it's aired all in one, like, you know, from... USA, USA kind of does that. Notice and and Psych. And all Psych and stuff. Yeah, they would do, like... That's true. Like, half seasons, which I actually liked, but it was still... Tight, so it would be like, it's the it's the mid... <laughs> the mid summer, summer finale... finale. And then you'd wait like two or three months and you'd get another episode, like, yeah. 12 chunk arc. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is great. But you don't know what season's which season, though. Right, because at that point, then it's like, it's still technically the first season, but it feels like <laughs> yes. the end of the second season. I used to watch all their shows up until the, the, the was it the one FBI narc one? And that, because they were Graceland. They were trying to get into that. Uh, we're yeah. super serious now. Because yeah. Psycho, I think, was the last visage of wacky comedy that they were doing. And, and look, I respect them for that. They, they want to compete with, but I would watch Royal Pains, yeah. Psych, Psych, Monk. Burn notice, even burn notice at the end. I was just like, "Oh God, I have to watch burn notice. I've already got this far." Yeah, right? Yeah, but no, it's but it's the same thing. They would always do watch the midsummer finale of burn notice after Psych yeah. on USA. Yeah, characters Pretty welcome. Cool, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Psych, and Psych is coming back, back for Christmas, December seventh. I'm so excited. That oh man, the only thing I'm kind of bummed about, but it's not his fault. Is Timothy Edmondson had a stroke? Yeah, so he's he doing. Could, looks like he's doing better. Yeah, but yeah, he unfortunately because of that he couldn't be in. They had to rewrite some of the stuff because he had a bigger role mm-hmm. in the Psych movie, but he had the stroke, and so they were like, "Well, we still want you in it, but we understand that you need to recover, so we'll lessen oh, your man. Which just <laughs> I he was the best part of Galavant. Oh yeah. And matter of fact, that was the one thing I looked forward to, and I didn't end up watching season two yet. I know, I know it's out there i think it's on netflix now too yeah but he became the lead like not the bad guy lead but like he he was teamed up with galavant to get the kingdom back which i was just like that's awesome they they gave him a great little storyline did they good good man because honestly i feel like they were writing it halfway through they're just like you know everyone seems to really like timothy umminson we like timothy umminson maybe we should put him in the lead section a little bit more and he had a pretty he had a cool little guest arc in supernatural too did he did he oh see i I just like timothy umminson uh and thing is i wouldn't have known about him if it wasn't for psych i know he's been around for years i know i the first time i ever remember seeing him was in psych and then i I think i looked him up and i was like i might have seen like a couple of of the other things that he's done i'm like oh i would say the same thing about corbin bernson but (laughs) that might piss him off um Uh, no no well i was like i've never seen major league yeah anyway so gravity falls yes (laughs) but boom it's very character driven which is nice and refreshing they do try to ship wendy and dipper together which i was literally about to bring that up that's the one of my only complaints is it was just a little i i get what they were going with it because dipper's like 12 or 13 or something like that yeah and she's 15 like yeah 15 or 16 or something old they're old enough that that age difference is a little weird if it was more like 15 and 17 uh, okay but like 12 and 16 i I think it was 2 and 15 or 
two and fifteen. Oh, well, that's oh, we're getting into new territory here. Um, Gravity Falls, Breaking Barriers. Okay, well, I will say one of the things that freaked me out was because it's a. First, I mean, I've never seen any Disney Channel show, not even like Zula the Magician or whatever the fuck it is, or That's So Raven. That's one probably more people our age actually fucking know about because we fucking hate all those. Is or Hannah Martana is like they don't talk about bras or anything like that. Mm. And there's the one episode he's like chilling out with her on the bed, and she's like, "Dude, you're like kind of on my bra. You need to get off it. That's kind of weird." And he's yeah. like, "What? Oh my god, where?" Yeah, and I'm just like, "Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, like? I mean, that's awesome. It's yeah. a very real thing, right? You know." Well, I, and I think I think that was mostly it was mm. mo- the, the 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 pining over her. Ah, <laughs> it's the wordplay. <laughs> it's mostly in the first season, and I think I think they heard some of the complaints that it was like because it was going a little strong, and and they were like, it's getting a little creepy. See, really, I see. I didn't. I don't know, but I like I like shipping characters though. Right. Well, she, so like it for for like one episode, she seemed to like Wendy seemed to not be interested, but not be creeped out by how intense Dipper was being and for a second on the internet people were worried like oh please don't let her like fall in love with like no and and he didn't they didn't they well I think time. she does genuinely like him like oh, that sure, like, especially by the end of the episode end of the season but she's just more like I think it's I think it's she's like I'm gonna probably wait maybe I don't know I, the general yeah. vibe though I got was it's like you know I really like you man like yeah. no matter you know. It's kind of yeah, and and then because she actually has one of the best parts of the finale, which is like I'll see you, I'll see you next summer, mm-hmm. and it's just like, ah, yeah, because and, and that could go both ways. Right. Well, I, maybe it's because I I, I like the, the I f- I feel sympathy towards the unrequited. That's why I love the classic those '80s movies. I can't think of the guy's name right now. I feel really really bad. This is worse than normal. Uh, he did like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Breakfast Club. Yeah, uh, the Hughes movies. What's his first name? John. John fuck. John the Hughes. Most Jesus Christ. <laughs> I should have known. No, it's. Man, this whole day has been bad. John John Hughes. I, I like Jesus, Ducky. Yeah. I'm yeah. not the guy that goes, man, I feel really bad for fucking Emilio Estevez right. and The Breakfast Club. <laughs> right. That piece of shit. I feel bad for, you know, Anthony Michael Hall and. Yeah, and, yeah but that's what I'm saying. Like, and Ducky, like, all those guys. And so, like, I just instantly just go, oh, Dipper. I want him to succeed, but they handle right. it in a very adult way, though, which they, was nice. They, well, and, and, and it's, it's a real realistic scenario you know yeah it's like dude you you know know, i can't hear you when you mumble to yourself right (laughs) and i've heard you this entire time i've always known that you've liked me and then they do a few different especially the second season they really hit that over the head yeah there's that one creepy episode where mark hamill Mm -hmm. plays the weird clone alien creature yeah and like it's wendy and him are paired off together and they're they're stuck together and like he County full out says like I've loved you I've always loved you oh my god please don't die on me he's like uh, Dipper I'm over here man like that's the alien <laughs> he's like oh I didn't say that no it's okay man you know I can hear you all the time when yeah. you mumble to yourself I'm like oh no like, oh, <laughs> what, what, well, yeah, well yeah but at the same time you're just like but that makes sense because you do and got and it's cool because you know like she gets it you know he's he's got a crush on her yes she's aware of it and he's also trying to act tougher and older too right. and, to fit but in. She's not. She's not like a dick about it, you know. We're, Which you, is cool. You could yeah. have had like, like, dude. I, like at some point that just sort of like, dude, it's never gonna happen. Like, no, she's yeah. And, but, and she, but she's also not encouraging him, you know, like. Well. Yes. Okay. So this is a conversation which is in today's climate. Yeah. Could be. Is she? 
possibly encouraging him by not saying it's like, look, I will never like you like that. But well, I like you. Might. I like you as a friend. But like, you're too young for me. I don't think I really like you like that. I, I feel like if she would have had that conversation, mm-hmm. it would have been very much like, okay, we're a work family then, right? And that's awesome. But again, I felt it was left very like, ah, see you next summer. I mean, if not, well, you know, like he did kind of <laughs> save the world. So I mean, that's kind of sweet. Maybe just yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe let him get a let let the balls drop. (laughs) 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 Let let more than one hair show up before Mabel yanks it off his chest again. Which which that's a that was an episode where yeah where you felt yeah that's where you meet the bear the multi headed bear and uh, which a weird subplot which is the all these mutant minotaurs they're like we will help you become your final quest to become a man is you must murder the multi-headed bear because he likes music that is feminine (laughs) and he realizes the same song dipper sings to himself which i think they hinted at that like another episode previously he likes weird girly pop songs and this one it's like it's not abba i think it's dabba yeah Yeah. it's but it's it's abba right but but that's the other thing too their music selection it's it's original but it's not Uh but it's it's just enough, like, right. the don't stop, it's not believing, what's it, but she sings it during Pacifica Northwest. Yeah, I don't remember. But, but it, it's very obvious, like, it's don't stop believing, but it's, it's, but it's not. Right. And it's so funny, and good, but it's actually a good song, yes. <laughs> kind of, too. It's just like, you're like, I hate this show so much <laughs> for being so good. That, that age thing, that was my only, that was my only real complaint about the show, which is pretty minor in the scope of yeah, things. Yeah, uh, my, my complaint... <laughs> I, I've said so I didn't have a problem with that, but again, I'm just like, oh, I wouldn't mind yeah. seeing it together. Uh, but my complaint, though, and they kind of address it a little bit, was f- I get why Ford didn't do what he did in terms of just telling Stan, and that kind of became the whole point of Weird Mageddon, yeah. which is the last uh, three episodes. But I'm like, dude, just fucking say thank you. Yeah. That's all. Because um, so the last half, so the whole purpose of the, the purpose. Oh, that won't happen again, folks. I don't have it uh, geared up, ready to go. Um, the whole purpose <laughs> is uh, is that Ford opened a portal that Bill could come through. But in the process, Stan came back, found Ford. Mm-hmm. They got into an argument, and Ford got sucked through the portal. Right. And it closed. But in the process, the portal got damaged, and he doesn't know where all the books are because Ford's like – Bill Cipher's crazy. He's yeah. going to destroy the world. So he hid the hid the journals. So yeah. so Stan has one, and the whole purpose is just getting them all together so they can open the portal and save Ford. Right. The whole the whole thing, you know. <clears throat> at first, you know, it's sort of a long mystery. At first, you're like, oh no, is Grunkle Stan like up to something real real shady? And then it, you know, it turns out like no, he's just trying to save his brother. Yeah, and, you know? and which goes into the family, the theme of yeah. family. And and when he does pull him through, he never says thank you. Mm-hmm. And you kind of understand Ford's point, which is, look, you're a con man. You're a hack. You've fumbled and fucked your way through life. Yeah. You stole my life, technically, mm-hmm. to do the mystery shack. And you suck at that, too, which technically I don't agree with that. Yeah. But, but he pretty much just railroads him. Yeah. And Stan just really, he's like, and Stan seems kind of like, look, I get it. We're different. You don't like me. But there's a part of him is just also like, I just want to thank you. Yeah. I did a lot. I've done nothing but the, for the last 20 years, mm-hmm. do nothing but try to save you. Yeah. And I don't even get a thank you. And that's kind of the whole – and you you really do feel bad for him. And, of course, that leads to the whole – the finale, mm-hmm. um, the last last few moments, which is he – and even then, he still doesn't say thank you. Yeah. And that irked me 
all to shit. And now here's the question. So for those listening, don't remember or you don't really care at this point because you're still here, obviously, if you've not seen it. But it comes down to Bill Cipher can get into your head. Mm-hmm. Stan has something in there that he can't, Bill can't get in there. But um, as long as if he goes in your head and you make a deal with him or even make a deal with him on the outside plane, mm-hmm. it's done. Um, he can get into your head and take over. So, But Bill really wants into Ford's head. And the only way he can do it is he has to actually make the deal. Right. So everything horrible is going down. It does not look good, and Stan or Ford just goes, "Hey, you, you, let's let's do the deal." And he shakes the deal, and you realize that at some point they switched clothes, mm-hmm. and even make a reference. He's like, "You know, one of the one things I was really good at was always mimicking my brother's mm-hmm. voice." And you're like, "Oh no, no!" And so, and they realize that. And there's also a gun that can destroy your memory. Yeah, we've not talked about that at all. Right. And so the real Ford turns it on, removing all members of Stan Pines, and destroys Bill Cipher from within Stanford's mind. Mm -hmm. And it's heart-wrenching. And he just goes, you know, you never mess with my family. He destroys them. Bill says something really creepy backwards, which stands Axitol, even though I burn now, please open a window that I might return, which is like, oh, Yeah, but it, it ends with... Ford or Sanford losing his memories yeah. and probably never getting them back, even though it's Disney, he does. Right. But then it leads to the question of, but does he really? Right. Or is it Bill? Yeah. That's the whole thing. But even then, he never says right. thank you to him. And that is the only thing that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Unless you can say, well, Ford knows it's Bill. Mm-hmm. And so he's watching over him. Yeah. But but still, I just feel like I watched a video on this. Is why do you why do you, why do you feel sad or why do you feel emotionally moved or why do you cry at endings? Mm-hmm. And he said, here are like five different things. And it's it, the one common theme in all of them is injustice. Mm. And when you think about Gravity Falls, it's a perfect example of that. It's the injustice of, you know, the kids I don't think really appreciate Stan. Right. You know, and that was part of an arc too, is that mm-hmm. Dipper is more like Ford. Mm-hmm. Mabel is kind of more like Stan. Yeah. Well, in, yeah. in, in yeah. basic themes. And so, and then they and they drifted apart. And Mabel and, and Dipper, they don't ever want to do that. Right. So they're like, "Look, we're different. We're growing apart, but it doesn't mean we can't still be super close." Which mm-hmm. that's another thing. And so, you know, I'm just like the injustice of it is that they they don't really understand how much the kid he loves the kids. You know, they don't understand how hard it was for him to do what he did f- to get Ford back. It, right. I, it's just tons of injustice happening, and then he loses his memory in the process. And of course, it's Disney, so he gets it back. Kind of, you think we still don't know officially, but well. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm just like, God damn it! Now, um, yeah, now Kristen's complaint. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this Kristen, is a she's, she's only, only seen three, three episodes. <laughs> but her major complaint. Oh boy. And it's major. Oh no. Not enough goat. She loves the goat. The goat. Now, oh she man. Hasn't, she hasn't met Waddles yet. But oh, she, she wow. likes oh. goats in general. Goat. And so, that goat shows up surprisingly a lot. It's, it's, and matter of fact, uh, for a treat. Kristen, if you happen to listen to this before you watch the end of that show, uh, that goat is kind of a huge part of Weird Mageddon. He's one of the weird monsters. <laughs> yeah. Well, he just grows into a gigantic fucking goat. Giant yeah, and he and he eats everything, which <laughs> is which. And he, okay, let's talk about Weird Mageddon a little bit too, because that's awesome for tons of reasons. Because it wraps. John Stewart has a cameo, which I yeah. didn't know that was John Stewart was the well touching on the Wendy and Dipper thing as they play with that too, which yeah. is like Dipper, I've always loved you. And, and and Dipper's like, wait, no, this is reality. You don't feel that way about me. You're a you're an imagination. Yeah, it's the the weird bubbles mm-hmm. you go through and it's like a different reality. Yeah. In which it will probably drive you insane unless you're used to Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. 
like it was fantastic. Just the visuals alone in that are just amazing. They and flip the or the opening to make it Bill Cipher in the opening, yeah. and the song is just enough like just flat. Like I think, I think, yeah, it's, yeah like, it's flat. Yeah. on some of the parts. And the more I think that when you get to part two and part three, the intro gets weirder and weirder mm-hmm. to the point where there's no Dipper or Mabel, I think, until the last one yeah. or something where it shows the whole gang together again. Yeah. But still, it, Bill Cipher's chasing it. Oh. Yeah, it's such a good. It's such a good show. What's your favorite episode of all of them? I know, and I love all of them, but like yeah. if you had to pinpoint one episode. Yeah, no, it's been a while since I've seen yeah. like, all of it. Like. Obviously, the weird McGinn stuff stands out because it's it's, it's the finale. It, it's, it's the finale. It's, it's a complete story, kind yeah, of too. Like it's it's yeah, the culmination of everything. I don't know. As far as like one-offs go, though, like I would say I do like the time time baby. Oh, yeah. now which one? The first one or the second one where they have to joust it out? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a season that's, two. Yeah, yeah, which I don't know. I don't know. And I liked how they too, where they they took that off the board pretty quick. It's like the time baby's here, and you're like, "Well, this will be good." Yeah. Fucking kill the time baby. This like, bam, like erases him from existence. It's uh-huh. like, well, well, okay. shit. shit. Yeah, no, exactly. You're like, well, that didn't go well yeah. at all. I did like, I did like finding out, and I don't remember if this happened in Weird Again, because again, it's been a while. Yeah. But like, I liked what. I like finding out about the, like the the backstory with McGurkin, old man McGurkin. That that happened over a series of few episodes. Yeah, I think yeah, actually, it's the first time uh, when you find the, the 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 portal gun that erases your memory. Mm-hmm. That's with the secret sect, yeah. and they're the ones who actually oh, right. he volunteered oh, yeah, it at first. This was like the whole town is part. Or well, he explains how the town gets away because that is yeah. kind of a minor complaint in the first season. Is how does no one fucking see the gnomes? Yeah, and it's because oh, this cult's been around the whole time, fucking erasing in their memories mm-hmm. and that's how they're all okay with it and of course by the end of the finale of Weird McGann they're just like people just want to forget what happened right. and go on with their lives yeah. which I was like okay yeah, I will let that go just, you know like they they any any complaint that you have while you're watching will probably but eventually get yeah by the end yeah. of the series mm-hmm. and for uh, we'll, we'll throw this out there too if you watch the show you really enjoyed it and you're curious about the whole Bill and Stan thing. Mm-hmm. There was an actual real-life cipher hunt that Alex Hirsch put together six months after. Again, there's one of those ones I wish oh, I we, we both missed it. Oh, me way later than you. Right. But they actually had a real, which called for Disney XD fans from all over the world mm-hmm. to help out and help each other. Yeah, like that, to be around the world. Some of the actors were doing press for other projects in Russia, mm-hmm. Georgia, and they posted, they helped, they, they would put flyers up yeah. for Alex. I think Kristen Shaw put one up in Russia Something for like some that. kind of project. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. And so fans found that there. And then he put up a real stage. So, the, so when Bill leaves his body to shake someone's hand, or, or when he shakes someone's hand, he leaves his body to go into your mind, mm-hmm. he becomes a statue. Yeah. And so the show kind of ends on animated-wise, the statue of Bill Cipher still left there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of it. But then at the end, there uh, the credits instead of the weird message. I think it says thanks for thanks yeah. for listening or something like thanks for watching. But there's a real picture of a real life statue yeah. of Bill Cipher that Alex Hirsch made of foam with his own money, mm-hmm. got permission from Disney. They drove it out to the middle of fucking nowhere in Oregon and put a real Bill yeah. Cipher statue up, yep. and he put with it a bunch of shit. Yeah, just merch, just like, like merch, weird scene stuff. But like. the most interesting part. Mm-hmm is a USB drive that had the original pilot mm-hmm. that he pitched to Disney with, which is kind of different enough that... And it looks very Flash-based, yeah. which is interesting. The, D- Gravity Falls is 
actually animated. It's mm-hmm. not with Flash. Right. And then the other thing is there's a message from Stan. It says, hey, so you found my statue. I mean, uh, Stan, uh, uh, Bill Cipher statue. Like, mm-hmm. oh. And, and so that's when you're just like, oh, no. So it leads into more of the mystery that if yeah. he ever brings it back, oh, no. Yeah. Which And, you know, I was, I was thinking about this today on the way over. Like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm happy at how popular it was mm-hmm. or if I wish it would have been more popular when it was airing. Because if it would have been more popular... He probably would have had way more pressure to keep it going, which ultimately could have been bad for the show overall. But I'm hoping that, like many shows now, that it's on Hulu, that it's on streaming, people will binge it, and it'll get this fan base behind it, even though it's over, and then it can come back as like a special, you know... That's what I would really like. Just like like Psych. Like, like, if it comes off like a... well, f- you people might not remember this. Actually, if you're our age, you might remember. But they used to do that with Matlock. Mm-hmm. I'm granted it's crime shows, but they would do they would do like Columbo. They would do like two or three hour movies yeah. events where the characters would come back and you watch them do their wacky thing again. Like, oh, one more thing, and you're like, oh, Columbo doing <laughs> the one more thing. How I've missed you for the last. Oh, you were yeah. last year, but that's oh, a yeah. year. Which right, just yeah. and it's and it's a very well told for the most part complete story, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, so that's why I'm looking. We're looking forward to Psych. Yeah, and so and and Alex Hirsch would love to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think at that point it's also in Disney hands. Right. And they well, want to do a DVD set, and yeah. Disney is kind of not letting them. Which oh. they're they're believing it's the digital market, and yeah. so and they're like, but we could do so many extras. Oh, yeah, we could talk about so much so much oh, stuff. Commentary. That's a, see, that, and that's the thing that I that is is kind of a bummer about not having physical media. Yes. Like, I love Netflix. I love being able to watch stuff on, like, Hulu and the internet and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, I love bloopers. And quite often, they're only on DVDs. You might be able to find, like, somebody... And cartoons harder, too, because it gets really filthy. Well, yeah. Yeah. Especially they don't have animation for it. It's usually just the, like, audio. Yeah. And, like... But I want that. I want to hear... Like, I want to hear Kristen Shaw, like, as Mabel, like... Mess up. You know, oh, uh, well, like all, out of the character. all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I'll put this in the show notes, too, but there is a... So, for those who don't know, the, the group Lemon Demon, which is really a guy. He did uh, the Harry Potter Pals mm-hmm. as well. People might also know him. But he, he did the song, It's the Battle of Ultimate Destiny. He wrote music for Gravity Falls. So, he would occasionally pitch music. I think I sent you and, and our, our friend Becky from My Lab this... Uh, it's a cut song he did for Weird Mageddon, yeah. and it's it is phenomenal. Oh, it's it's really a good, good villain song, mm-hmm. and it pretty much I mean it it's it is creepy. And a fan took storyboard ideas and then made it more animatic, yeah. and it looks sweet. So I'll post that there because matter of fact, I saw that right away. I was like, oh my god, it's a cut song, and I was just like, why? Because he said he was just like, I really wanted to see Alex Hirsch perform this, but we had to make some choices budget-wise, and so it got cut. Right. And I'm just like... One of, one of my favorite things from Gravity Falls was Jason Ritter and Kristen Shaw went to some event to promote Gravity Falls. They dressed up in And they whole... dressed... Yeah, they actually cosplayed as their characters, which was just fantastic. I mean... Well, they really did enjoy that show, which, oh, yeah. which is nice. And, and I will say, though, too, if you get a chance... Did you ever watch Eli Stone when it was yes, on? Okay, okay. So Mark Guggenheim mm-hmm. is the guy. He's the guy who's running Arrowverse, Arrowverse right now on CW. His wife did Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. Tara, I think it's Tara Butters. I could be wrong, but they also did Reaper. Mm, I love Reaper. Right now, the workbench, which is in Reaper, made a few appearances in the second season of Eli Stone. Mm. 
Now, guess who's running the show? Kevin probably saves the world. Ah. The group from Agent Carter. And my first thought was, oh my God, please put Eli Stone in Reaper and have it all be the same. Because it does this thing where Meteor lands, Kevin, who is a a giant asshole, Jason Ritter, touches it, and now God is talking to him. Right. Well, it's not God. It's an angel talking for God. Yeah. Yeah, But it's one of those things. But... First off, Jason Ritter's really good in it. Mm-hmm. But my, but I, I tweeted about, it, and then Mark Guggenheim and Jason Ritter both liked my tweet. Oh! But, but no, I really was just like, I would love to see them somehow tie it all in together. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be weird if like he has to go save Eli Stone? Yeah. Or like Eli Stone like is yeah, his lawyer? Was, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Elementary's done, people. <laughs> come on. Like, I like, I love all those actors, yeah. but come on, get yeah. get. Oh, Eli Stone was a, it was a good show, and I don't like you know typically. Like, the whole, like I'm not super into, into like the religious religion, yeah like stuff now with the exceptions of like um, Wonderfalls by Brian Fuller that really that had some I, I've not seen it um, I've, well I, well ambiguously it was <laughs> like, ambiguously gay Christian show <laughs> sorry no she, she was not like the gay Christian it was show like the same thing that uh, like Joan of Arc had I gotcha there's there's a higher, power. a higher power well that yeah same thing here. It's God, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's a higher thing. Yeah. And I, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I do want Because Eli Stone did that delicate bounce where it's like, it is God, and he's talking to you. Right, but it was uh, but, more of like a hallucination. But he also had a brain tumor, so it was like, is it God, or is it the brain tumor? Which, yeah, which, that's why season two. And then, which I really love the tragedy of, and all the flash forwards, people don't really recognize Eli Stone. They mm-hmm. talk about him like he's there, yeah. which means, and, and, and I remember one of the, when I interviewed Mark, he was just like, well, remember this, all, all uh, prophets die horrible yeah. deaths. And you're just like, oh, so if the show kept going. Yeah. Um, bums Reaper. Right. Uh, me too. Because, you know, both uh, my friend Cody. Yes, yes. Knows Cody. Everybody knows Cody, just like Ray. <laughs> everybody, and, uh, everybody knows. Our... Both him and I, we have a shared love of, um... Oh, no, you gave it to me. I can't think of his name. Hold on, pause. You're welcome. Pause for dramatic effect. Today's brain damage is brought to you by the letter... Oh, uh, I can picture him. Alzheimer's. Reaper. Ray Wise? No, the other one. Oh, the guy who's in every show that gets canceled. Mm-hmm. He was on Breaking In. Mm-hmm. And The Loop. Yep. I Tyler get... Labine. Oh, no, Tyler Labine. Tyler Labine. Oh, well, oh, yeah, yeah. actually, so, he has the same problem, too. Yeah. yeah. For, no, for... we love Tyler Labine to the point where I was t- I was telling Cody about this show. I was like, because we, we love Reaper. Reaper was great. Anything Tyler Labine's in. But I was telling him about the show. I was like, okay, it was a show about this band who traveled around, and they found this medallion, and let it let them see ghosts. And they kept, they kept trying to get rid of it, but it just kept reappearing in their pocket. And and it was like it, I think it, I don't even know if it aired a whole season on Fox, but it was like at least a, half a season aired. And I just thought it was really cool because it's just like this really kind of crappy band traveling around. I don't remember that. What, what? And I don't remember what it was called offhand, but Tyler Labine. I, I found the pilot online, and I was like, "All right, Cody, I found it. Let's watch it together." And just so that you could see, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Tyler Labine!" Of course, I like it. So. Well, he's in the new Voltron, by the way. Oh. Um, he plays the the larger character, yeah. uh, like he does. <laughs> uh, even in animation, he can't escape it. But no, uh, he's actually good in that as well. But um, he hasn't hasn't been canceled yet, folks. Ooh. But no, I, I love Tyler Labine. But I would really want, I would love for. But and here's the other thing too: is that Jason Ritter, I think he's twins. 
with the sister in that show, and Kevin probably saves the world. And I was just like, another twin show? Matter of fact, I, I thought it, I feel it was a reference. It probably wasn't, but I took it as a reference to Gravity Falls because, you know, yeah. they, they always had a thing. It's like, is this the twin thing where you're reading my mind? Yep, it sure <laughs> is, Dipper, and, or, or vice versa. Yeah. And it's like, look, look, you, you're my twin. You use your twin powers. You know I'm lying. That's how you're, and it's like, no, you're actually just a really horrible liar, Kevin. <laughs> oh, Oh, I thought it was the twin thing, twin power thing. No, it's never been the twin power thing. Oh. And and I was like, was that a Gravity Falls reference? Um, because that would be cool if it did. But I will say, I will say this about Kevin Saves the World, and this is my mini yeah. review for that show because I feel it ties in because of Jason Ritter. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It doesn't bash you over the head too much with the religious thing, which I like a lot. And uh, and Jason Ritter's in it. He's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of going the same trajectory. And actually, there's a mystery of there are 35 chosen ones that help bring better people or whatever and there's only one and it's kevin oh they don't know what happened to the other 35 or 34 mm. which leads the as a matter of fact the other guardians that were sent to earth mm-hmm. they're just kind of like you know what this is kind of bogus we don't really believe anymore either mm. so we're just kind of walking the earth chilling out and so his helper is now just like mm-hmm. so i'm it and i have kevin Oh no! Like and yeah, because yeah. Kevin's not all there. At least Eli Stone was a lawyer and had a right. little bit more of a brain on him. Yeah. Jason Ritter's doing weird stuff. It's kind of funny, but that's I'll, the point. Yeah, but yeah, the show was called Dead Last. Dead Last. Three what? What? Find an amulet. What year did that come out? Oh gosh! Like oh sorry, I no, I have it still up. It's uh, two thousand one, so not oh. That. It's I long ago enough, long. Yeah. but still, it's not like nineteen eighty yeah, something. Yeah, Tyler Labine and. Like he was young, you know. Oh my God! Yeah, that's um, that's him in. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Antitrust? Mm-mm. He's in that movie. Oh. You and Cody might like it. Now, I will say though, I actually thought it was a good thriller. Yeah. Because one of the coolest parts, and I'm not going to tell you how it ends, mm-hmm. but you know how Bill Gates really he has this where he has a thing that can read faces, mm-hmm. and this is back in like 2003 or something, but. He had monitors like the like high def screens all over his house, and when you enter a room, if he knows you're going to be there, he programs what do an internet search or he has someone find it out what your likes are, mm-hmm. and so the whole room will turn over to your images. Hmm. That's amazing. So guess what? Hmm. You have to go to a high functioning party and get the evil Bill Gates's uh, info off the computer to show him that he's trying to destroy the world, and it's creepy as fuck. Where. Everything in the room, those mo- the lights are off, but the monitors are on, and yeah. you just see everything's on Ryan Phillippe's, like, he loves dogs or whatever, and yeah. you just see pictures of dogs and p- classical paintings and stuff, and then you just see everything that Bill Gates, evil Bill Gates likes are slowly turning into the room, and, you, and we're like, get out, get out, get out, and I'm going to let that go from there. Yeah, yeah but it, it is actually a good movie. It's yeah. it's. I thought it was a very good thriller. I mean, it's kind of cheesy too, but Tyler Labine is one of the guys that worked for Evil Bill Gates' company. So is he good or is he bad? Because ah. that's the whole thing. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? Right. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Um, I completely forgot. Our friend Nikki Smith, mm-hmm. I, I think it was Nikki. Yeah, she did that the other day. And I was just, I was like, who do you love? Who do you love? And she knew I was doing Batman. <laughs> and, and then she was like, hubba, hubba, hubba. I was like, he's fucking did that i completely forgot yeah he's like hubba 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 money 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 who do you love where's the batman i'm like whoa brain yeah i can remember that but i can't remember the ferris bueller guy john hughes no i was playing that one up that that time or was it all of the time maybe you're drunk right now for no reason what a
All right, everybody. Thanks for. Do you have anything you want to plug while you're on here? Um, yeah, check out uh, Static Copy Island. On That's right. Yeah. YouTube. I'll post um, your most recent, which is really. Oh, okay, let's talk about this real quick. Real yeah, quick. Yeah. Who wrote that? It, Greg Mandrick. Do you know him personally or no? No, it was as a friend of Colleen uh, and Stephen Woosley. Okay. Uh, they do the OGP Productions, which is, mm-hmm. you know, they do stuff around Mad Lab. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, it was submitted as a play for the ghoulish um, okay. production, the, the Halloween production that OGP That was on. fucking good. Um, you guys did a wonderful job with yeah. it. It was wonderful, but you guys did a wonderful, I mean, fucking yeah. creeped me out. So Colleen, Colleen read it and said, this is really good, but I feel like it would be way better as a film thing rather than a stage production. And so she approached me and said, hey, would you be interested in, in filming this for this Halloween <sighs> show? It's really and so good. we... We, we you know we read it we thought like okay yeah we can do this and so I'll post that in the links too and I'll click a link into the show notes too saying if you want to subscribe check out Sec they have a bunch of other great videos in there too yeah, and we're we're planning to do a whole bunch more we've got we're probably going to do some Friday and nice so yeah um, we're really excited yeah definitely subscribe if you can cause yeah the more subscribers you I get promise, it helps you guys out too right and I promise we're not gonna you know do the thing where it's like. All right, here's our video, guys. Like and subscribe. Like, nope. Just if you like, I mean, just subscribe. We're gonna put out stuff. It shouldn't be too annoying. Be cool, man. Yeah, it's all cool. We want to get to. All we want is to get to a hundred followers so that we can change our URL to YouTube slash Static Copy, Copy Island. Um, right such a such like, a simple goal, really. I mean, that's all. But yeah, it's really it's really awesome. And there's some funny stuff in there too. But there's some serious stuff. Check that out. It's really good. Static Copy Island. The links will be in the show notes. And you can see us both. Uh, this will go up by then. You can see us and Rocky Moinkle at Mad Lab. So uh, that'll be in the show notes too. Yeah. And you heard us talk about the opening. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good thank and thank you, Shane. Thank uh, you for yep. having me. Yeah, you're welcome. This is always fun. All right. Thanks for listening. See you next episode. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you shut up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something, this is a happy place.